What up, everybody? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my damn. It's 2020. I haven't seen you all in a while. You haven't heard from me in a minute, but uh, welcome to the podcast. It's your boy. It's it's your man, Brett Mukai, voice actor, improv trainer, entertainer. I am excited today. I'm excited today because it's been a while since I've I've done this, and it's like I've missed it. Um, I sat down with a friend of mine who was like, are you just quitting the podcast? Because I've been looking for it. And I'm like, no, I'm not quitting the podcast. I've just been busy. I've just been busy. <sighs> no, man, this is the problem now. It feels like it feels like it's been so long. It feels like it's been so long since I've done the podcast. I need to talk about everything. So let's just take it. Let's just take it from, let's just take it from like, I don't know. Um... Number one, I went to Hawaii over the over the vacation for some vacation time for three weeks, almost three weeks. It was like two and a half weeks, um, but two and a half weeks. And um, I uh, uh, so let's start with this. Let's start with this girl. I'm the girl I was dating. I was talking about, you know, um, very cute girl that I, I, I was digging uh, right before I left for Hawaii. Or Hawaii, as the people gave me shit for not saying. Uh, as I was as I was in Hawaii, people, uh, or right before I left, I, I was hanging out with her the night before I left. Um, did an improv show that night. She came. She enjoyed it. She was like, you're funny. I'm like, okay, cool. Got the in. Got the in, baby. I'm funny, you know. Um, com- comedy's so subjective. Who, who knows sometimes what she liked. My particular brand of comedy that I bring in improv, which is also another plus. And uh, uh, right before I left, I said, hey, uh, so when I go back home, people are probably going to ask me if I have a girlfriend uh, or if I'm in a relationship. Can I tell them that I have a girlfriend? That was my little, you know, cutesy way of... uh, of kind of being like, will you, can we call this a boyfriend, girlfriend thing? And she said, yes. And, uh, it, it just, so it's like, it's officially sort of a, it's like, you know, it's official. It's officially a, a relationship, which is cool. Um, you know, and a lot of people I think are, are going to be like, well, that seems soon. Like you dated for, like a month and then and then you were already at asking for girlfriend and it's like you know what fuck it that's 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 to each their own you know um i like who i'm going to like if i go out with you for a, a few dates if i go out with you for probably about you know 8 to 9 to 10 dates i'll know whether or not i want to pursue this further in fact, you're probably not going to get like a date five from me if I'm not interested, and that's happened before. And you've all seen that on the podcast where I've talked about that. I've even done a car ride, you know, distressed podcast being like, oh, I, I dumped her on date number three. So it's like, meh, you know, meh. But uh, girlfriend, so that's a thing. Uh, what did I do in Hawaii? Not a lot, not a lot. If I'm being honest, I I didn't do a lot of TikTok while I was in Hawaii. I had all of these plans to create like enough content for myself 
so that when I left for Hawaii, I would be fine, and I just didn't fucking do it. It got kind of busy, but it wasn't really that that busy. It just I just felt overwhelmed by the holidays and going home and like all of it. I felt very overwhelmed. Um, and it, you know, um. I'm not proud of that moment, but uh, it's what happened. Um, but that's what happened. In Hawaii, it was nice. Got to see my family. Got to see my family. Got to hang out with the sister. Stayed at her place for most of the time. She has a nice townhouse there. It was nice. It was cool. Um, hung out with my mom. Hung out with my dad. Hung out with my little uh, my little baby sister, little girl, seven years old, yeah, my dad, uh, that whole situation, right, that whole thing, so, um, was, that was interesting, that was an interesting time, I got to see my grandmother, my last living grandparent, who is 95, fuck, who's 95, so of all of my grandparents, all of my grandparents made it to their 90s, and one of my grandparents made it to their 100s. My grandmother on my other, on my mom's side, made it to 102. So, but it's tough. It's tough because my grandmother has um, Alzheimer's, and she's starting to forget how to talk, how to just talk. And that's, that's a little depressing, you know? Uh, that's the part about families, like, especially for me is that I am pretty much the youngest of the generation of the people that I'm, like, uh, on my mom's side. I'm, like, the youngest. And then on my dad's side, I barely see them because my dad and my family have, like, weird relationship with my dad's side of the family, so I don't really see that side. And those are the ones that are more my age, you know? But on my mom's side, I was, like, the youngest. I was always, like, the kid. The old, the closest person to my age was my sister, who's six years older than me. And that it was just a weird time. Cause every, and then everybody else was just, like, significantly older. So the, I think the next youngest from there is, like, six or seven years older than my sister. So, you know, imagine that. I'm, like, I'm, like, ten, and the next person that's not my sister in age is like already a grown ass adult. So she's like 22, 23. So it's like, ugh, you know, um, which means I came late to the game and it's weird being late to the game. It's weird being late to the party like this. Cause it's like, I barely, I barely got a chance to know a lot of these people and appreciate them in my adult years before they, it was already gone before it was already too late. You know, like I liked, I, I really loved my grandpa. I really loved my grandfather on my dad's side. Uh, very funny guy. Just a very funny guy. Always made me laugh. He always said he always just had these little fucking funny zingers. He's just like this Northwest dude who was just like he just had like a old school uh, comedic vibe to him. And um, it was like we're up remotely black. So I'm just dropping by. Thanks for dropping by. Appreciate that. Um. So, so that was really odd, you know, it was, it was really odd being like, yeah, that was me and my sister with our mom's side of the family. They're all married with kids. My sister is just about to graduate. So we hardly saw them, dude. Yeah. 
On my mom's side and my dad's side, they're the two youngest in the family. So it took them a lot of a lot of time. A not a name. What the fuck? Allie, what's going on, homie? Long time no see. I'm glad you're not dead. I kept thinking, I was like, maybe Allie just died and I just never even knew. <laughs> Thanks for the bits. Homie, hope you're doing hope you're doing well. Hope your Japan trip went well. That's the last time I saw you. You were talking about the Japan trip. So if that was like six months ago, then that just shows how long and why I thought you were dead. I'm just a busy bra. That's fine. Dude, I'm glad you're busy. I'm glad you're busy. Dude, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, what's up, Moxie Fox? Hope you're doing well. Um, You know, so it, it, it's just weird. It's just weird seeing like family members that you haven't seen for like three years. And now you go back and it's like, oh, you're like significantly older. Now the aging is like. It's intense. It's like for I feel like from like thirty to like sixty. Hope you're doing great. Did I come into step sibling some step sibling conversation? You're coming into like a whole. I just went home to see my family in Hawaii um, for like two and a half weeks. I hung out with them, which is a long ass time. Like I, it's a long time for me to be in Hawaii. I always get like I always get really um, anxious when I'm back home because it's like fuck, dude. I just I want to go do shit, and it's like I'm stuck on an island. Um, but yeah, uni is going mostly well. One class makes me want to blow my brains up, but everything else is cool. Ugh, dude, I feel you. I do not envy anybody who's in college. In fact, my girlfriend is, uh, uh, that's, yes, that's a thing, you know, off the market now, homies. But, um, she's, uh, uh, she's, she's back in school. So it's like weird. It's like weird. To think that it's like, oh man, it's like, oh, they're so, ah, school. It just brings back like haunting memories to me. But, um, weird to see your family. I feel like from 30 to like 60, everybody stays exactly the same. You know, everybody's exactly the same. And then like 70 hits. And then every year after 70, it's just like you age significantly more. I feel like 30 to 60 is just like, Woof, I you, you look exactly the same, you feel exactly the same, like unless something crazy traumatic happens, it's all the same, and then like 70, you know, it just happens kind of slow. You don't see somebody for three years, it's like, oh cool, you know, you see you stay the same, you're the same, everything's the same. 70, 80 hits, you know, my grandmother's 90, and that just oh, it's tough. It's tough because she had a hard time. I don't think she knew who I was at this point, you know. Uh having a serious existential crisis, guess it's that 2020 vibe. Ooh, sorry about the existential crisis. What's the crisis? Talk to me, remotely black. What's the what's the crisis here? Damn, yeah. How was your trip? It was awesome. It was nice. It was relaxing. I'm glad to be back here. I'm in my element when I'm here, you know? Ooh, girlfriend, yes. Got a girlfriend right before I left. Um, and we talked every day. We talked every day. We texted like every single day that I was in Hawaii. We FaceTimed a couple times. It was nice, like, you know, and um, it, it it was it was it was just like I've never been in like any relationship like that where it was like I feel a need to not a need, but where I want to text this person like every day. It's been a while since I've felt that. And it feels nice to be in this relationship because this girl, this girl is something kind of special to me. 
Is this the same girl you did your pillow talk was on point from your erotic novel jobs? <laughs> Not a name. No, this is this is a different girl. It's a different girl. That girl moved to LA and then um and then shit just got busy. She got real busy. Um you know, it, and it was tough. I'd send texts and I, I wouldn't get an answer back and so then I stopped sending texts as often and then she didn't really text me back and then, you know, I would <laughs> So it just became this thing where it was like, I, I realized that it was like, it was nice and it was a lot of fun. She's cool. She's awesome. But it was like a nice thing while she was here and it was convenient. And then when she left, it was just like, oh, you know, you know, like, you know, like sometimes you're, you're in a relationship and it feels like it it's nice, but you're not like in it, in it. It just is nice and convenient. That's kind of what it was with that girl. This girl, it feels a little... It feels a little different, if I'm being honest. It feels it feels a little stronger, you know. Um, and I like I like her a lot, and she she she's, you know. And this is gonna sound really vomity, but like, um, I don't think I've been in a spot where like I've been with somebody who like just the way, just off the basis of the way they phrase things and the way that they say things, I find it very cute and adorable and or funny and like just the way like it's not even anything specific that she says it's just the way that she kind of talks and is that I really dig and it really hits me and sometimes I'll find myself laughing and she'll be like what are you laughing at and I'm like I don't know it's just what you said was like the way you put that was very adorable like that <laughs> you giving me vomity emojis you give me vomit emojis and not a day fuck you dude just because you and your dude are sitting at home fucking, I don't know, playing Minecraft and drawing pictures of each other naked and shit. I don't know what you do. I don't... Do you still have a boyfriend, not a name? I'm just wondering. Um, Let's see. <laughs> okay, hold on. Remotely black. The one class is Indian in history. I have no self of self in... in and I have no sense of self in intense self and intense self-loathing. Let's talk about what in what what sense what a sense of self is, right? I think that that's interesting. Remotely black, and you know, I'll veer the conversation off because you know, because you say something like I'm having an existential crisis. That's that's you know, I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, Gossamer Goss, Hubby and I used to talk a lot when we dated. That's probably a good sign. It's probably a good sign. I mean, you know, just, uh, just going through, just going through the life, you know, actually happy that Brent's happy. Well, thank you. Remotely black. Um, yep. Nine years this year. Damn. Nine years. Aren't you like fucking, aren't you like 22 or some shit? You've been dating since you're like 11 or 13. I'm not good at math. Funny enough, I did play Minecraft with him two months ago. <laughs> I fucking called it. Fucking called it, homie. Damn, nine years. High school. Since high school? Since freshman year? Damn, that's a long-ass time to be dating. It's a long-ass time. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what a nine-year is. How do you... I mean, how do you even... Are you just like... Are you, At this point, are you just like, meh, whatever. You're here and we're doing stuff. Is that sort of the thing? I don't. Oh, I can't even fathom that. 
especially through those years, like 14 to 23, I feel like you change, like you're changing every day. Like you, you're one person one day and then the next day you're like, you could be a completely different person. And to have another person with you that you're both, it's fucking nuts to me. I knew my hubs in school. He was my best friend. Oh, gossamer goddess. Can I say that when you come in, I always feel a lot better talking about relationship stuff when you're here because it's like, I feel like you are like, you're married and you have this whole thing. You got a kid and you know, like that's all, that's all, that's all. That's it's, it's very wholesome and sweet. And it brings a lot to me. It brings a lot to the conversation. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, my cousin and his wife were dating since middle school. I didn't even dude. when I was like 12, 13, I was just like, well, I don't know Yu-Gi-Oh cards. There were rough times. There's always going to be rough times. Motherfucker, of course there's rough times. Not a name. I get that. But like nine years through 14 to 23, that's nuts. That's nuts to me. Um, is this where I find out that it's like one of those weird relationships where he's like eight years older than you? <laughs> that's too funny. No ring yet. I mean, is that coming though? Is the ring coming is the question. Nah, nah, fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a question. If, if he proposed, would you say yes? That's that's a question I guess I got. Yeah, we're all on our own path. I'm just farther in my travel than you. You'll get where you're going. I get. I 100% I, I agree with that. You know, you would say yes? Well, what this, what's this fucking guy waiting for? I want to I wanna talk to him and be like, yo, dude. You made it through the toughest times. What the fuck are you waiting for? Anyways, that's not, that's not my, that ain't none of my business. But I get it. The precious, the one ring to rule them all. Or at least to rule uh, a not a name. We don't got our shit together with the financial shit. Yeah, I mean, dude, that could happen for years. You don't need to have a whole, or are and you don't strike me as the type of person who wants like the Disney wedding and like go and like, you know, I feel like you'd be. Have you like a smaller wedding? Maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe this is where I find out this is like there's like a different side to you, and you want like the extravagant twenty thousand dollar wedding. Is that the thing? But remotely black, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about that. Nah, fuck that. Exactly, exactly. Why do you need the financial shit together? I mean, you're already together. What do you? Why do you need the? <laughs> I want to eat food. That's all I want. I know. I know, I get that. Just like go do that shit. I don't I don't know. But I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like I'm 30 and I'm not ready. I'm not ready for marriage. Hell no. I'm not ready anytime soon. I'm not I just I'm not that. A buffet. Oh. Best wedding day gift of all time. Let me treat you and and your closest friends to a buffet. You say Disney w wedding and I'm wanting to send vomiting emojis. <laughs> Uh, you big weddings hit that country clerk office and spend that money elsewhere. Hell yeah, go splurge on the fucking on the honeymoon. Go have some fun on the honeymoon. Don't what, what the wedding's for everybody but the bride and groom. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like we got married for a total of six hundred dollars. Damn, that's awesome. I want a food truck wedding. That'll be great. Oh, what kind of food truck? Ooh, like a taco truck. God, ooh, taco truck. That's the that's the wedding I want. Uh, that's the wedding I want. Taco truck. If, I, if if I'm if I'm getting married and they say we I I just want a taco, I just want a truck food truck wedding. Taco truck probably, but it would be like one of those cooler taco trucks that has like fries and shit. Like I don't want just ta just tacos. I want some tacos. I want some fries. I want some, you know a little bit of that. Some Mexican cokes. Oh man, I'm hella hungry now. <laughs> 
food truck wedding. I wouldn't want one of those like, yo, we're the best grilled cheese sandwiches truck in town. Like, I don't want that shit. I don't want just grilled cheese. I don't care if you're putting ham in that shit. I want, give me all of the food. Just give me a bunch of food choices. You know, that's the thing about tacos. You got options. You got chicken, you got pork, you got, you got beef, that carne asada, carne, carne asada, you know? Um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Uh, we'll go Al Pastor. Oh, there's a taco truck right at the. It's it's just a taco truck. It parks right outside of a gas station, like right right at the corner of my street. Like I could walk there in five minutes. Yeah, dude. I know, dude. Oh, I just ate. I just ate some Farmer Boys, so I'm fucking golden. But like, oh. Anyways. Beside the point. Uh, good thing I'm eating a salsa salad. What's a salsa salad? Is that just salsa with? Is that just salad with like a salsa on top of it? I don't know what a salsa salad is. Is that a thing? If I'm blowing money, it'll be on a DJ. I want to dance my wedding night away. I'll make my reception a potluck. Hell's yeah, Brent. You should pitch food truck wedding to the cooking channel. Uh, what do I do after that? I don't know any food trucks. Just be like food truck wedding cooking channel oh i didn't even i haven't even talked about this or revealed this um my national tv thing is uh is is going to be happening uh i i was on a game show i was on a game show called uh oh this is the embarrassing part where i don't even remember the name of the game show but um (laughs) let's see what was the game show? Let's take a look. Uh, January 31st at 4 p.m. I will be on the Game Show Network show Get a Clue, the newest game show on Game Show Network. Um, if you would like to see a picture, then that's a picture of your boy on the game show. Isn't that nice? Isn't that just... Isn't that, isn't that just the diddly dang nicest? Um, <laughs> win or don't win. Everyone's favorite show. Win or don't win. Uh, what, national TV? Yeah, homies, I know. Those emotes are both thrilling and terrifying. <laughs> Damn, look at those shiny ass heads. Yeah, we're probably the baldest team of all. Hey, Brent, thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, you know, I'm not at liberty to talk about what happened on the game show. I can't talk about that till afterwards. Heavy Creamer Scoop, 43 little bits. Thank you. I got a clue. You want to see my clue? (laughs) Oh, Joe, I got the biggest clue right now. (laughs) So this is a good South Park reference. Anyways, um, so that's a thing. I'm super excited about that. That's cool. I, a friend of mine was actually like, I saw you on a Game Show Network promo. I was like, oh, it's on. It's coming on. So, you know, it's it's just been, it's just been a cool few months. Like, you know, shit's happening. I booked a job for McDonald's this morning. How fucking awesome is that? Um... 
you know, I'm I'm being involved with the with the voice actors studio more. And in fact, today, today we have launched a brand new video explaining who we are, uh, the voice actors studio, and they let me narrate it. They asked me to narrate to narrate the uh, the video, and I am. I mean, just as pleased as all as as possible. I mean, really, I don't know if I could be any more pleased that they asked me to do it. So let's watch the video, shall we? Let's let's watch this video. You're on a roll this decade. You know, you know it, homies. I miss Game Show Network. We don't have cable. Ah, uh, I know, and I don't know how I'm gonna save it either. But that'll be fine. <laughs> it's like a battle of all of the emojis, and I love it. All right, let's do this, huh? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Um, oh, shit. I can't see if it's actually playing correctly. So let me open this up. Let me move this to over here. And let me do that. Cool. All right. Let's watch. Let's watch. This will be the first time I've watched the finished product of this video. I wanted to unveil it on the podcast. So uh, let, let's, let's, let's just enjoy this, shall we? Let's see. Let's see what it's all about. This is a brief history of the voice actor studio, everybody's favorite place to learn. It all started one Christmas in the Midwest when a little girl in an apple pie kind of town got a strawberry shortcake cassette player and discovered her love of voice acting. That little girl grew up, married her Prince Charming, and in 1999, Troy and Melissa moved to Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. Once the word got out around town about my super fun career as a voice actor, I started teaching people right out of my home. But when 36 strangers showed up one day for a workshop, Troy said, We're going to need a bigger place. So on Valentine's Day 2015, the voice actor studio opened its doors, teaching students everything from how to develop your chops as a performer to the business, technology, marketing, and more. People loved our passion. People loved the free candy. And in just three short years, we outgrew our studio in Henderson and moved across town to a bigger and better location. The voice actor studio 2.0 was born. We added more classes and more coaches like Brent. Aloha. And Chad. He's sassy. What? And Casey. Hello. We bought a bigger fridge and added more free snacks. We're talking premium chips, cookies, and candy. True. Premium candy. We candies. added merch. How cool is this boutique? And we've never looked back. <clears throat> Until now. Obviously now. Thousands of students have visited us from places as far as Africa, the UK, and Costa Rica. Our youngest student is six, and the oldest is in his 80s. Here are some of them on our wall of fame. Here's a spot for your photo. And for those of you who can't get here in person, we now have live streaming workshops online. So there's no excuse for you not to succeed as a voice actor. We're a family business on a mission to help every storyteller find their voice. There's only one thing I love more than voice acting, and that's watching and helping our students thrive. So now you know almost the whole story. Come stop by, say hello, and hear the rest. We are the Voice Actor Studio everybody's favorite place to learn so there we go that's uh that's the voice actor studio wow snacks I, <laughs> the bell of the ball the depression cutaway made me actually laugh out loud it was a good one right it was good it was a really well done commercial if i'm saying so myself like it was um 
that was that was it was really well produced i thought um i don't know about that brent fellow either seems a little suspicious seems like uh uh his his aloha could have been a little better uh <laughs> not a name aloha ali that's fucking hilarious uh free candy always tastes better when it's free thank you for the enunciation i uh, thank you for all of the wonderful things you're just saying i literally just screamed right at the mcdonald's news thank you i did three voices for mcdonald's i'm you know it's just been it's just it's just been wonderful um you know and 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 this is coming off of um this is, I mean, this is coming off of, of of me for two and a half weeks doing some work, doing some jobs, but not hitting it as hard and feeling the effects of that. So let's talk now because, you know, it, it was nice going back home. It was nice seeing the family. It was nice reconnecting with friends. Um, I want to say like more than half my friends live in the mainland now. So it's like a little tough to like, like the, the big bulk of the people I was closest to bunch of them live in LA and across the West Coast now. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting, but um yeah, we were uh we were doing a, moms do love snacks, Gosmer Goddess. I I agree with that 100%. Um thank you for the claps. Hey, hey, hey thank you for the pork. Appreciate that heavy creamer scoop. Thanks for thank you for the bits. Pre Hey, hey. You know, it, it, it's just I mean, to be the voice of that was was a huge honor. That um, I mean, that's that's just the only way to put it. You need to spend as much time as you can with family. Yeah, I know, I know, and I always feel guilty because I'm always like, I'm always like, I love the work and I love the environment that I'm in, and my family is so far removed from all of that. That sometimes it's hard for me to reconcile who I am and what I what what I do and what I've done with like my family that doesn't quite get it or understand it at all or any of that. So it's it's kinda like you know, there's there's just a lot. There's just a lot of a lot of weird con conflicting feelings when I am you know, with family and I'm sitting down and you know, I it's not that it's it's not that it's it's not that I don't like spending time with my family. I just want to know that they um I, I I just I just how do I put this? It's just it's just weird for me to talk with my family because I feel like a lot of times who I am like uh, like this side of me and the work side and all of that stuff. It's just it's just, I, I don't I don't connect with them as much and you know. Don't feel guilty. They may not get you, and it's okay. We are all different people. Well, thank you, but I do feel guilty just because I'm like, you know, I see some people, and it's just like, family, 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 who are family, you know? And then they see their family, and the family's all like, who are family? And then it's like, family. And then people, oh, family, right? And then, like, there's a the little kid, and he's like, hey, family, right? And then everybody's just, like, eating turkey and just being like, oh, family, right? Just drinking beers and shit. That's what I think family is. <laughs> That's that's my imagination of what families are, um, <laughs> like healthy functioning families, and I I I will be the first to, I will be the first to admit you know I, I, growing up 
was not close, was not very close at all with my family. So now it's like, and now it's like added weirdness that it's like, oh, I'm an adult now. Like I'm a, I'm a grown man. And like, you know, it's like they, they barely know who I am. Like they're just getting to know me now. Uh, and I'm gone. So it's like you, you get to know me in like, you know, 20 minute conversations of what I'm doing with my life. So uh, if you're making a living, then that's all that matters. Yeah, I, I, dude, I'm I'm and I'm happy doing what I do. I paid for nursing school being a beer consultant for private chefs. Sometimes you just have to do it. Oh, beer consultant sounds like the most amazing job. I tell my son all the time. It's your life and you need to live the way that makes you happy. I fucking love that. See, I love that. Like, that's the type of shit that I want to um, instill in my children when I eventually have them, you know? Um, and I talked a little bit about this, but, like, I struggled with this because my mom asked me to go to church with her, and I told her before I went, I said, I'm, just to let you know, I'm, I'm not religious, and I'm not Christian, uh, you know, I'm agnostic. Um... And she said, I know, I understand. And I'm pretty sure like what she wants is to is to be like, all right, like reconcile that with like the man upstairs and be like, you know, in her mind, she's like she's like trying to sneak me into the club and be like, you know, just talking with the talking with the, you know, with the bouncer like, yo, he I mean, he went to church with me that time, you know, remember? And. uh that that got a little weird for me because my mom's more so she's getting real Christian now and she's getting real like, you know, better do it. You're you're going to hell. So it's 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 that that was a little bit that was a little bit rocky in that regard because she is not like do what you want to do. She is like, why don't you find a church for yourself up in, you know, like in the nicest way possible, but still just kind of like um Sneaking people into the club ain't how it works. I know, right? But I think in her brain, that's the way it works. In her brain, that like that's the way it is. And I think a lot of people kind of see it that way. So it's like, uh, um, wish my parents told me that. Bro, take it from me. Family is when the 18 to 22-year-old hope they still get a kid's table so we can talk about things our par- without our parents looking at us funny. That is very funny. Ooh, and some good advice here remember the things you wish they told you and tell your kids that it feels great to get to tell them special things like that gossamer goddess that's really cool advice and i think that every parent as they're going through i think that what they're trying to do is do the job that they that either if they if they're happy with the way their parents raise them i think that they're trying to uh you know they're trying their best to figure out how to replicate what it was that their parents did. And those who uh, did not really have, you know, um, the greatest parent to to a uh, uh, child relationship are doing exactly that, where it's like, I think that's where, how can I be better than what, how can I give my children what I wish that I had gotten? So my mom is like that, comes from a loving place. I And I get that. See, that's the thing too, is that I know it's from a loving place. So I went. I went with her, and uh, it was nice. It was nice. Um, 
And she was like, see, it's really entertaining. It's really fun, right? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. And it's it, it, it wasn't, it, I, it's not like I had a bad time. It's just, I'm not, I've given a lot of thought to this. And th- this is just not who I am. And, you know, we kind of had a little talk about that. But she still doesn't, she, here, here's the issue is like, I get 100% where she's coming from. And I can empathize with her. She d- has no idea where I'm coming from. Like, she can't fathom why I don't have the same beliefs as her she thinks that it's like i just don't want to go to church or something or i think it's boring and it's not that it's like no i i've i've given a lot of very thoughtful consideration to this you know in my childhood i went to a lot of church um not a lot but like i went to like youth groups and stuff like that and i was like trying to figure out i was trying to you know find myself and find who i was and find my community which Let's, uh, uh, some solid advice chat. I just joined. What's up, Donna Anna Perry? How's it going? Um, you know, so I, I, so I, you know, I, I, she has no idea where I'm coming from, but she wants me to have a community. And what I think she doesn't realize is like, you know, my sister too, who's never really been like Christian or whatever is like, you know, you got to find the community. And I'm like, you know, I'm at the voice actor studio for a reason. I'm doing all the shit that I'm doing for a reason. I like teaching for a reason. It's because it creates a community for me of people that I can talk to, that I can I can rely on, you know, people that I find community with. And um, remotely black, grew up in Christian home and grew up going to church, but now still trying to figure out my whole faith thing out. And th- here's the thing, remotely black, because you were talking about existentialism earlier. I want to tell you this, I, you know, far be it from me to give any advice at all, but I I think this might help you is what you described. I think you, I think it might be about finding the, uh, uh, finding a community, uh, and, and how do you find a community? I think it's just starts with some asking yourself, what do I like? Like, what do I like? And, and when I figured out that I really enjoyed improv comedy, I found a community in that. You know, I found people that I, I that are still to this day some of my best friends. We've been through hell and back. Some of these shows that we've done, we look back and are like, that was the fucking worst show possible. However, it was bearable and hilarious to look back on because you were there with me. Like, that's the way we all think of it. Like, remember how awful that choice was? <laughs> For example... My friend Jolly Green, who I I will definitely have as a guest on the podcast at some point. He he at one point all, he always finds a way to bring this up to me like at least two or three times a year, but he's like, "Remember that time we do that show in Iowa? We got flown to Iowa to do a show for a a community of people." And when I say community, I mean the whole city showed up. The whole town showed up, which was like 100 people. In a, in a high school basketball gymnasium. This is where we did the show. Um, and we did a game where you have to you have to make arguments against against things. And so the the thing that we were that we had, you, you basically one team is arguing for the object, another team is arguing against the object. And I was never really great at this game. I was never the best at this game because I, I it was tough for me to go by myself and do my own thing, but it was a penny, and so my thought was, I'm going to go be, uh, 
Jolly Green Hype. I miss those gaming streams. I know, dude. Oh, I, I miss them too. Um, So it was Penny. So I said, I'm going to go be the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. And as a twist, I'm going to be the evil ghost of Abraham Lincoln. So <laughs> I went up and I was like, I'm the ghost of, e I'm the ghost of evil Abraham Lincoln. And it was already just way too convoluted of an idea. Like, I was 21 or 22, and I was just like, this will be the funniest shit ever if I'm evil Abraham Lincoln's ghost. But it just got convoluted, and I was like, I'm so evil. You know what I did? I freed the slaves. And then I <laughs> realized what I had just said, which was implying that it was evil of me to free the slaves. And so then I had to backpedal, and I was like, oh, uh, actually, I'm not that evil, I guess. <laughs> and nobody laughed. Because it was just an awful, awful, it was just me backpedaling. And you could see it on my face. I freaked out. The rest of the show, totally fine. Nobody thought a thing about it. But in that moment, I just like, I, I, I just put my foot in my mouth in the, in seriously, like all in front of a hundred people of this town. Um, and my buddy Jolly Green still always is like, oh. Remember that time and your evil Abraham Lincoln? I'm like, shut up. Um, let's see. Let's see what some people are saying here. Heavy creamer scoop. I didn't have the best relationship with my dad, but I realized later he did his best considering the circumstances. Easier to consider now that I'm his age when I was a toddler. Yes, I agree with that. Um, no disrespect to your mom, but iffy tactic. I've got an atheist friend on the dance team. He's curious about his friend's religion, so he asked to check out my church farthest i went was when another atheist buddy on the team and i joked with him that one service was going to convert him yeah no yeah I, I and i get that my mom just like that's that's the simplification in which like the the this group and this church has kind of done it where it's like if you believe in jesus you're going to heaven you don't you're going to hell that's it sorry so I was like, uh, so my mom's just like, if you don't, I just, don't you want to see me? And I'm like, yes, but I, I don't, I don't know that it all exists. Like, it, so that's the tough part, you know, is that she's convinced that like, it's this black and white grew up in Christian home and grew up going to church. Yeah. Um, you know, finding, finding a, a community again, finding a community is one of the best things that you can do figuring out what you like start with that figure out something that you really like and then go find a community and now with the internet it is easier to find a community of people online i mean dude the reason why you know heavy creamer scoop and all these people have scoop names you know is because they've joined this community of of loving this podcast not this podcast, but a different podcast. <laughs> um, and a few of those people are now listening to me and chatting with me. And I, I, I'm ingratiated into that community and I'm very honored to be a part of it. You know, and it, it, it's to me, it's all it's all community based. And it's just that's how I think being around people helps you find who you are. That's just my thought. That's my two cents. Take it for what it is. Um <clears throat> Dad, a deacon, mom and choir, and all but one grandparents was very religious. Hmm. 
mom was in the choir. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's one of the things. See, and I, I think it's cool that you found, like, this connection because it just, it, life can get lonely. That's a big one. Life can get very, very lonely. Um, and I've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate that I, from a very young age, I knew the things that I really liked and really wanted. And I, in my life, I've somehow was given the gift of understanding what felt right to me and what didn't feel right to me. And what other people consider brave, which is like, oh, I can't believe that you just go out and do stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what I want to do. Well, I like comedy, so I'm going to go out and do comedy. I think I might like stand-up comedy. I like improv comedy a lot. Let me just go on and do some stand-up and see what that where that goes. And then I, you know, I started doing that, and then started doing stand-up comedy, and that was fun. It, it was all it was all very, you know, it was all very good. But um, yeah, damn you, my. Um. Uh, my girl's grandma is a Jehovah's Witness, and I'm concerned if she ever needs to go to the hospital. I see patients who need blood and don't take it because of that. Ooh, you know, that's always tough. How to shift the mentality of people-pleasing, because that's where my sense of self has drained, I feel. You're not tripping. You're not tripping. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You're not tripping in the traditional sense of what the word tripping is. You're tripping up, and you're, 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 you're just tripping over life, and that happens. But you pick yourself back up. And if you're afraid of the people pleasing, you got to realize that, you know, you got to live life for yourself and you got to figure out the things you like. So if you're so concerned and that's the thing, a lot of people don't want to confront the things. And I, I've I've had friends, friends that I've deeply cared about, some that I'm still in contact with, you know, that were always making it about somebody else because they didn't want to, they were afraid of confronting who they were. And, you know, I didn't know that at the time when I was like 17, I was just like, why do you care so much about all the other people? You got to care about yourself, fam. I didn't say fam. That wasn't a thing that was being said when I was 17, but uh, scoops is totally the only reason I even look at Facebook. I know, right? The community is a huge part of it. And here's the thing. Um, you stop people pleasing when you start living for yourself. So it's not about stopping this thing. It's about starting pleasing yourself because you're the number one person that you have to please. You're the number one person that you have to please. That's really it. Like what I'm about to say will sound awful or, or negative or whatever, but I mean this in the most positive way. Nobody really gives a shit. Nobody really gives a shit about about you so you have to be the one who who cheers the most and gives the most shits about yourself and where you're going because at the end of the day nobody's going to care more about your life than you nobody's going to care more about your life than you so you have so and as i say that it sounds harsh and it sounds whatever but it's like even the people who are people pleasers it's like you can't you can't go live with the person be with the person and then you know pick up their hand to write an application for them and be, you know, like that's micromanaging people pleasing. Like, I don't think that anybody is at that phase, you know, I'm sure there are a few people, but not many people, but it, it starts with just being able to, to be all right with what you want. Um, how can you care for other people if you haven't cared for yourself? Gossamer goddess, that's exactly it. 
and understand that anybody who calls you selfish because of that, maybe they're not the ones who are looking out for you. Because anybody who really cares for you will say, good for you. Good for you. You deserve to be happy. I do think that everybody deserves to be happy. Yeah, that's true, bro. This life thing is draining. I get it. But also understand this. You're young as fuck, dude. You got a lot of time to figure this out. You're young as fuck. You got so much time. You got so much time. Like, I wish somebody who was my age was telling me this shit back then. Because people didn't really talk to me like that. I had to figure out a lot of this shit and be very confused. And I know it doesn't sound right for me to say things get better. But if you're really trying and you're attempting to make things better for yourself, right? And to feel the things that feel right for you. If you follow that north com if you're if your inner compass is the thing you're listening to the most in your own directions, right? Then then you'll get to a point where your where your inner compass of the things that you like are going to uh guide you to the places where you want to be and allow you to be happier. And it's not obvious at first because I did improv for a very long time and did not make any money from it for a very long time. But I loved it. I loved it so much. And I, 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 ju I just and I loved the community I was with and people, my my parents, my my family, people around me were like, are you still not getting paid from this? Why are you still doing this? And it's like, you don't understand. This makes me happy. And I love the people I'm with. And now I'm making money because I did that. Like the reason why I'm so successful in only two years of doing this in, in voice acting, the reason why I'm so successful in this, one of the big reasons is because I dedicated a large part of my life to improv. And I, because I, just because I loved it, I didn't see where it was going. Not everything has to, not everything has to be the things that you know where it's going and you know where it's taking you, but it has to, you know, do what feels right for you in the moment. Have the fun in the moment. Cause that's what life is about. And Donna, dude, great great fucking add on to that asterisk right as long as it doesn't hurt other people being selfish in the right way can make life a lot more enjoyable and you i think that that's exactly what it is community is very fulfilling nerdy diva nikki let's see religious or not right it doesn't have to be community doesn't have to be religious it doesn't have to be whatever it can be whatever you want it to be i say i haven't had much fun since bible school i had community all around me dorm friends community Student conference team, smaller college, the experience for all of us, joining the Korean Student Association. Dude, yeah. Nikki, I think it's great that you're surrounding yourself with people and you have all of these friends and all, of, you know, a community based around the things that you like. I say I haven't had much fun since well. I had communities for days. Student conference team. Yeah, the school was as big as my high school. It was great. And now the Korean. Dude, yeah. Sometimes it's just as simple as finding the things that you like and then being able to form relationships out of that. And community doesn't have to be huge. You know? Don't mind this. I thought my last comment was too big and didn't post. <laughs> Nikki, you all good. You all good. I had to read it through. I was like, I was like, oh man, she's got a lot to say. Um, turns out you just said the same thing twice. Dang, Nikki. But I'm 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 fucking around. Um So yeah. Um I mean, a couple other things. Tonight I'm going to the voice actor's studio. And I am going to be engineering, which I still love doing. Um, 
Gossamer goddess, maybe you're having a crisis because when you're super young, it seems like everyone else has it figured out. When Then you realize that no one really knows, and we are winging it. Yes. <laughs> Gossamer goddess, that is the best fucking thing I've ever heard, which is that is so true. When I was 18, 19, I was like, oh, fuck, everybody else, everybody else understands this. I have no idea. I'm a fraud. I'm a fucking fraud. Now I'm 30 and I'm like, I'm a fucking fraud. I still am like, I'm a fucking fraud. You know? Um, Like, this community helps me a lot and I fully enjoy being a part of it. Remotely Black, hey, thank you, dude. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to keep doing this and to, you know, keep the podcast going. And it's, you know, it's a small community. It's a small community and I have no qualms with that. I'm happy that we can, that people can connect and, and find solid footing and solid ground and if anything i think that my community is full of people who are just understanding and nice and caring human beings like if that can be what my community stands for i'm all for that positivity you know all of this shit because everybody's y'all are fucking cool and i'm happy i'm happy to be doing this donna go nikki new language partners are especially fun it's always cool to learn about how others live and enjoy their lives agree 100 percent with that Yes, everyone seems to have their shit together, and I don't. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Remotely Black. I don't have my shit together. Haven't you listened to me? There's so much shit I don't have together. I still got to get my taxes all squared away for fucking 2019, and I'm so fucking... I'm like, I'm not scared. It's going to be easier than the last time, but there's still so much shit I need to do. There's still so much shit. I don't have my shit together, dude. I'm almost twice your age. Remotely black, you know? Positivity and building shelves, the mukuleles. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll build another shelf. And then you can see exactly how shitty, I, how much I don't have my life together. Don't be hard on yourself. Yeah, be kind. You know? Because remotely black, here's the thing. You're, so, you're such a kind human being. And you're so kind in your interactions with me and with all of the people that, you know, are, are within my community, right? Um, just be equally kind to yourself. That's one of the big secrets. We stand for truth, justice, improv, growth, and video games. That is exactly that is exactly what I stand for. Truth, justice, improv, growth, and video games. You did a good job on that shelf. It was a it was a good shelf until I fucked up right at the very end and <laughs> put the wrong side. And people were like, "Brett, you're putting the wrong side." I was like, "What? No way!" I was like, "Oh, you're right." The back part where it's like nobody's gonna see what the back part looks like because it's gonna be up against the wall. You idiot! Oh, I'm such a dummy. Anyways, get your shit, get it all together, you know, put it in a backpack and sell it, bring it to the shit store, sell it to the shit museum. Um, so, yeah, and I do this because I love, I, I, you know, I, I, I love hanging out with people that are, you know, that I, that I, I my internet friends, if you will, my, my friends, I guess. I got to stop. I want to stop quantifying shit, you know. Like, I, I keep calling my sister, my little sister, my half-sister. Maybe I gotta just be like, she's my sister. She's my baby sister. She's my little sister. And I'm starting to do that. And maybe I gotta start calling people that I've met on the internet, my internet friends. And they're just my friends, you know? This is amazing. It's an amazing time to be alive. 
I'm so positive about all of it. Um, dude, the Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty's so fucking good. Rick and Morty is so, so, so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I missed you like crazy. I was so excited to see you pop on today. Well, good. I'm glad. Uh, I will be back next week. Let's see. What's, what other things? I mean, while I've been back, uh, I booked an Expedia job. So I uh, I do a Hawaiian accent on a on a video explaining. I wonder if it's up, in fact. I haven't even checked yet. Um, Expedia Hawaii. Let's see. Oh, shit. They have a bunch of them. Oh, shit. They just posted it five days ago. Oh, man. Oh, they have all of these places. I do the Kauai. I do the Kauai. Let's watch this, huh? Let's watch a quick one. Let's see. Yeah, I missed you. Like, uh, I don't have my stuff together either. I have less than $1,000 Canadian. <laughs> I love that you have to put Canadian. Um, dude, you'll get it. You'll get it. Still haven't seen season four. I have not seen season four yet. And I don't have class on Wednesday night this semester, thank goodness. Dude, oh, yeah, Nikki, so happy. All right, let's watch this Kawhi video. Next On the next episode, I'll talk a little more about all the other stuff that's going on. I mean, there's not, you know, there's some job stuff that's been really cool that's been going on. But um, January 31st, watch me on a game show. Watch me. Watch me on the game show. That'll be fun. And then uh, I'll, I'll keep you updated on, on everything else. Let's watch this, shall we? I'm I'm very excited. Let's see how From an eye-popping coastline to a colossal canyon. From ancient cultures to cool coastal vibes. If ever there were an island where all things bloom, surely it is Kauai. How good is that Hawaii accent, though? It once took mariners months to reach her shores. But today, the Hawaiian island of Kauai is just a six-hour flight from mainland USA or a half-hour flight from Honolulu. Good music, too. Fucking bop. Kauai is the tip of a giant volcano which rose from the Pacific floor over five million years ago. The waves brought coconuts, the birds brought sea, and the mountains rain. rain. <laughs> By the time the legendary Polynesian navigator Hawaii Loa arrived, Kauai was a veritable garden ready to nourish all with her spiritual essence, her mana. On today's Kauai, no building can be taller than a coconut tree, a symbol of her people's deep and ongoing respect for the island. Oh, I want a kayak. Oh, look at this fucking seal or whatever. Begin your Kauai adventure on the North Shore, and you'll soon see why Kauai is known as the Garden Island. From Hanalei Valley Lookout, gaze down at one of the lushest valleys on the planet, where the heart-shaped leaves of taro rise from a patchwork of flooded fields all right that's good that's good on the Kauai. that's good you get the idea well thank you so much everybody uh that seal is a moon and a half bro that was me in hawaii i gained like 10 pounds i think i think i gained about 15 pounds while i was in hawaii 
Um, and I'm wondering if I go back to keto. That's another thing that's been on my mind because I have some, uh, I, while I was there, I went, got my blood pressure and it's a little high. It's kind of high blood pressure. So it's not great. So, um, I don't know if keto is really going to, I got to do some more research, but high fat foods only probably not going to be the best for keto. We'll see how that goes. But, um, Hey, Thank you so much. I mean, hey, you got you want to visit Canada? I live in Canada. Of course, we have great minds <laughs> eating that good food. You know it. They need to hire you on one of those relaxation apps to talk. That is so soothing. Well, thank you. I know. At some point, I got to do that. Uh, Brent, you should tell bedtime stories. I know, dude. There's so many things. There's so many things to do. But, uh, uh, <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much, everybody. Um, I super appreciate y'all. Joining me for my first podcast of 2020. Happy New Year to you. Hope you are enjoying it. Hey, uh, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, tell a friend. Tell a friend to listen to it. If you, if you know a friend who you think would be cool to join this club of people who are kind and nice and, you know, just understanding people. I don't give a shit about anything else. I don't care how you talk. I don't care anything. If you're a kind-hearted, good, good person... Let them onto the podcast. Let's see what happens. You know what I mean? Um, I got to go be an engineer. Probably text my girlfriend in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but other than that, thank you for listening. Uh, love y'all. And uh, I will I will talk to you again next week, Wednesday. I'll see you then. See y'all next week. Gossamer Goddess, thank you. Papa Brent's bedtime stories. Remotely black. Yes, you know that easy teleport. Nikki, I missed you too, homie. Um, second to that. <laughs> Good. Gossamer Goddess, you have a great day. Have an amazing day, everybody. Donna, thanks for stopping by. Uh, anybody else who's in, I don't know. Is there anybody else who's in there? Uh, Commander Root, Moxie, uh, Winsock, thank you so much for uh, all joining. And uh, happy Wednesday and happy 2020. See you next time.